All right, so uh, yeah, you guys are you got the bottles in here? They're ready to go. I meant to bring it in last week. I forgot for the for good thing because you weren't. This is the uh, this is the two hundred. Okay, two hundred years in America. Right, so there's this variety pack from Guinness where they have uh, four different recipes. The first one is the two hundred year old recipe, the original. That's what I'm gonna start with. Um, the next one is a ver- back when uh, America was great. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, two hundred years ago, and uh, the next one has a has a, a dark chocolate tone. <laughs> Definitely too. smells maltier. Two hundred years. Two hundred years, yeah. Um, there's some girth to it. Well, it tastes maltier too. Um, that's very malty. Ooh. No, but take a sip first. It's not bad. <laughs> it barely. It's weird. It almost. I goes, like it. I it's can, good. I can smell that I don't like it. Wait, did you say one of those is a chocolate stout or chocolatey? It it has tones of dark chocolate okay. in it, which well, is not the a next one. Chocolate it's not a chocolate stout, okay. but they weren't really classifying back in the day that way. Yeah. We we might. There was not a beer advocate dot com years ago, Gavin, and you could just enjoy a beer Fed or the millennial. Um, <laughs> interesting. You know, forget about it and. Uh, Talk to people around you. One of the first like non-rice, non-American beers that I ever had was a chocolate stout, and I forget how we got it, but like me and my friends were like uh, sophomores or juniors in high school, and we were we were day drinking before school started, <laughs> and uh, you know like sixteen something, yeah, seventeen, and uh, the only thing we I got to unwind before for <laughs> math class, was, yeah, uh, before roll call. It was summer. I forget. I don't know. A bunch of kids were getting fucked up before school, and some kids were smoking pot, and we decided to bring the only thing we could get our hands on were these chocolate stouts that my buddy had been hang, like hiding in his hamper for like three days. So we had these like completely like room temperature oh, <laughs> chocolate oh, stouts that we tried what? to like. Uh, oh uh, man, we tried to chug. We almost threw up. It I've always terrible. thought. Tell me what you think of this idea. As an idea for a bar is like sort of a kitschy thing to do. You have. Instead of craft cocktails, you'd be like, we're going to do nostalgic cocktails, mm-hmm. and it's going to be half a Gatorade filled with the top half inch of whatever's in a standard liquor cabinet. Right. <laughs> like what you would have made in high school when you go to a football game. The bar game. could be hauled Like it's school. just a nostalgic drink. The Jolly Rancher yeah. vodka mix. Azima with a shot. Yeah, a little bit of amaretto. My parents won't miss the vermouth. Yeah. I've already taken too much of the vodka, so I can't oh, use too much of that. that. Just the crap you put together in high school oh, God, yeah. to try and get a buzz. I think I think that would work, but you can't... Like, I would not relive the taste. Like, but oh, the it's look, gotta be terrible. The, right? Oh, yeah. And no, no, no. Make the make a normal cocktail, but do it, it in. Yeah, make it good, uh-huh. but make it look like it's a shitty cocktail. Like serve it in yeah. a Dixie cup or. Forty percent of them were Goldschlager and Bacardi One Fifty One. There was just what's the nastiest shit you could. Uh, there buy was a summer I just drank yeah. like Diet Coke and so vodka. That was nasty. That was terrible. Have you, what? Have you done vodka Red- and Coke? Oh yeah, it was awful. That's horrible. It was awful. Have you done Red Bull and vodka? That's not with vodka oh, yeah, and Coke. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh well, horrible. rum would be more standard. Out of a McDonald's cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My buddies and I once uh, were at this uh, like totally run-down cabin in Putin Bay, which is their official motto is the Lake, the Key West of Lake Erie. That is the town's official <laughs> motto. Lake Erie. I'm yeah, to do the Key West of Lake Erie. I want to shake that advertiser's hand that came up with that. It's, it's a hilarious that title. Yeah. Uh, the weekend yeah. after, 200 people died in a porch collapse at the winery oh, we were at. To just show you how classy that winery is, but anyhow. Did, we found in the in the closet. We found 
a two-liter bottle of beer that just said Mr. Beer. <laughs> and we drank that at room a two temperature. two-liter bottle. A two-liter bottle <laughs> called Mr. Beer. <laughs> Never heard of it before or since. Uh, yeah. So that's the, the one with the dark chocolate, Dan. You guys have moved on to number two. No. So you're 0 for 2, Ross. All no, right. so the first one smelled a lot worse than it tasted. It smelled, it, it, it had a malt, like it had sure. one of those. Yeah. Um, it's definitely maltier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had more of a bourbon stout kind of smell. Sure. I thought it was going to be sweet by the Darker. smell. Yeah. Well, this one's sweet. The second one is definitely sweet. It's actually, so should we kick off here? And as we, well, yeah, we're, as we're. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's sweet. I don't think it's sweet either. I think it's kind of sourish, oh, maybe maybe carbonated a little bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so where are the? <laughs> Welcome to the Speakeasy. Where are the World Wide AT guys? Uh, I'm Dion. Good times. Good times. Oh, Ross. <laughs> John. This is Sean. This is Gavin. And Dan. And we are, as you have heard, uh, doing a little taste test um, uh, with the Guinness Variety Pack that came out. So that was kind of the beer of the week. We'll share our our thoughts on it and let you know what our favorite is. Um, so as we way to start off. It. What podcast are we? Yeah, good call. Um, two hundred. Um, that's no, why we got the two hundred. One thirty-two. I'll let uh, I'll let our editors there. chime in there, but that's what we are. Uh, I think this week. By the way, I went to a brewery uh, two nights ago that I want this group to go to, but only when the company's buying and we can really <laughs> let our hair down because I'm I'm pretty sure <laughs> one of us will die. <laughs> well, <laughs> we go Metropolitan Brewery is oh, open. Yes. Oh. yes. It has no business being open. It is an active construction zone. You have to go through, like, you have to walk over heavy equipment. I'm not exaggerating at all. They have, like, these planks that are kind of covering just giant holes in the ground. They have electrical outlets that don't even have the facing on. It's just hot wires, holes in the ground everywhere. I have no idea. So uh, on the riverside, it's a normal retail opening. But nobody just walks along the banks of the Chicago River to find your establishment. They come from yeah, no. surface roads. Mm-hmm. From surface roads, you have to go through this construction zone mm. and then go into the warehouse part that is not complete yet. And it's an experience. They should advertise that as part of the ambiance of the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they do. What are those things called? Like those escape rooms? Yeah, like a treasure hunt. Yeah, escape yeah. room. Uh, you want to be know. scared? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drink this beer, touch this yeah. wire. <laughs> the so, natural uh, ambiance of Chicago. What part of the city is that in? <laughs> uh, it's just south of Belmont, right by the river. It's like oh, no Belmont and approximately uh, Kedzie. Okay, cool. That's fun. Did we, uh, since we're talking about um, beer here, did we, uh, you, you had the kegerator in the office thing. Did we talk about that last week? Uh, What's this? I don't think so. <clears throat> A uh, buddy of mine that I ride the train with works at another agency, and uh, they, you know, just coming up with stupid ideas. They came up with a kegerator that has a camera on it, so when the taps are pulled, oh, the camera right. initiates and starts filming and probably streams it to somewhere else so you can see who's taking the beer. <laughs> just, I mean, they're just taking, you know, they basically wanted to see what they could do with a kegerator, a raspberry pie, and a, yeah. a camera. Is it so a for fun thing or like a for auditing? I, I think thing? it's actually for. I think they did it for a client. Okay. So because if you look at the picture I posted, you'll notice there's a a tin of tobacco. Yes. On, oh, on, and got that's it. he sure. works for a tobacco got it. Uh, client. So. Got it. I wonder if you know you see an upside down face, you know, because they're doing keg stands. That in the would office. be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would be interested if it changes people's behavior if they know they're being watched as they're going to get booze. If they're more self-conscious about how much they're drinking or change their the time their of day, patterns. yeah, or the other time of day. It's funny that the the time on the on the on the little <laughs> tablet says 10:52 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, we at our organization the last couple of weeks we've had all this you know policy about drinking the office and yada yada. No, no, no. I never heard about any of it. We haven't heard about it. Nope. But uh, other other people, many people are saying. Many people. Many, are saying. <laughs> <laughs> but at his organization, I mean, it's just the exact opposite. If if you don't have your own personal bar in your desk, then you're you'll, fired. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Call yourself creative. I mean, so, like, you, you don't hear how much Hemingway drank, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> you need to pack a skull on your desk exactly, and a, pack, a beer at all times. Yeah, yeah. We need cigarettes. We need tobacco. We need support the clients. But uh, yeah. Tobacco and beer, excellent. Healthy, yeah. healthy work environment. I have a buddy who's a musician, and he was hired to do um, this other ad firm's office Christmas party, and it, it started at uh, I think 9 a.m. <laughs> he plays in a heavy metal band, so a heavy metal band came on at 9 a.m. He said like everyone was already drunk, you know, mm-hmm. insane. Oh, speaking of Huey Lewis, that was some set. Not to bring it totally downer, yeah. but that was the band. Uh, uh, Huey Lewis, you want to talk about it? He has some disease where he um, is, I don't know if, if it's just going to get continually worse, but yeah, he basically is, is going deaf off a of disease. It's not mm. like the traditional way you go deaf. It also causes nausea, apparently. And they can treat the nausea, but they can't treat the hearing loss. That sucks. So I guess he says he can hear one-on-one with people, but not well enough to sing. And the fans don't deserve anything less than the best. No, but that's oh. sad. He was going to play in at. Uh, oh yeah, in they Job had a big City. tour. Uh, yeah, set up. it was yeah. going to be a big summer. I'm sure he would have been out by me too. Um, looked like he was going to do the whole South Side of mm-hmm. Chicago. <laughs> My, yeah, he so. doesn't. He doesn't need to hear. I mean, just look at you know Kesha, Kanye West, and whatever. I mean, the less you hear, the better. Just go with it. But he was from a time where they actually did sing, though. That's that's the, you know. Yeah, he can you pull can't it off. Huey Lewis to Kesha. No, you can't. She who, makes who a lot is, more that's money. What auto, auto tuning is. Is. <laughs> that's what auto-tune is for. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they just auto-tuned them, you know, and you had, like, this weird, hyper-modern-sounding, like, That's the power. power. <laughs> Need a new drug. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just becomes huge with the younger crowd. <laughs> yeah. Dance remixes of like, Huey Lewis. hip young ass? <laughs> heard this song before. 65-year-old white guys. <laughs> They're they're a San Francisco band. We've been talking a lot about San Francisco in the office because oh, one yeah. of well, here's a good part of Huey Lewis trivia. This is the most interesting Huey Lewis trivia I know. Ronnie Lott, the Hall of Fame Linebacker. free safety free of the San Francisco 49ers, won a Grammy because he is singing backup on "I Want a New Drug." You're kidding? Oh, me. Yeah. Shut up! Yeah, no, they were huge 49ers fans and uh, huge Giants fans, and the 49ers. Ronnie Lott and one other player, I can't remember who, I think it was that white defensive end, sang backup on, uh, uh, I think it was I Want a New Drug. Wow, that's incredible. One of the hardest hitting safeties in the game. Yep, also also knew how to hit that chorus. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Damn right he did. <laughs> I don't believe um, this. It's true, it's true. The, Look it uh, up, man. Well, well, the reason why we were talking about San Francisco... Hip to be square. I'm sorry. It was yeah. on hip to, be square. hip to be square. It was Joe Montana and Ronnie Lott. Joe Montana? Joe Montana? Yeah, I don't like I called Joe Montana. I, for some reason, I thought it was a defensive <laughs> and that random white guy. 
Uh, oh my yeah. God! Ronnie Lott and Joe Montana. God, that backup. is a that is a, a trivia question at a bar waiting yeah, to happen. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, well, the reason why we were talking shit. about San Francisco was uh, how did that come up? I walked we, in the room. So we've been talking a, a few things about it, but there's this amazing article yesterday in the New York Times about how real estate has become so expensive there that they're building skyscrapers that are taller than they would have traditionally permitted in California. Because of uh, earthquakes. And um, th- this article, I, it would concern me if I worked in one of these buildings. Because <laughs> this article basically says nobody knows if these things will survive or not. Like, the, they've done math, but they really don't know. Because what we're finding in recent years is earthquakes can sometimes be a lot more powerful than what, <clears throat> what we previously thought. Uh, let me try and find some of these. It's called San Francisco's Big Seismic Gamble. Yeah. They also found that uh, studies have shown a lot of these are built on clay that will literally liquefy in oh a bad, um, and they don't know what will happen to the building. Like, it might collapse. It might just move. It might fall well, over. So part of that story, I mean, it goes into showing you how many of these towers are huge from, you know, 440 feet to over 1,000 feet tall. Um, and then Millennium Towers listed here. <laughs> Millennium Towers already got its own yeah. problems because part of it's sinking. It already sank a full foot. This is a, how safe are San Francisco skyscrapers? Even the engineers who designed them can't provide a, uh, exact <laughs> answers. Ron Hamburger, which sounds like a fake name, one of the country's <laughs> leading structural engineers, <laughs> says, hey, we do the best we can. You know. <laughs> there- can you imagine the real estate agent? <laughs> yeah, there might be a special assessment with yeah. this condo in the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the special assessment on Millennium Tower is going to be pretty high because it costs 350 to, <laughs> to make it, but it's going to cost $500 million to fix it because yeah. it's saying so much. This guy's quotes are hilarious. You know, it's kind of like getting an airplane that's only been designed on paper, but nobody's ever flown it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, this really wouldn't put me oh at ease. Oh, my God. No. I kind of feel dumb because we were making fun of China and they can't build a fucking island, but you know apparently we're not doing so well either. Yeah, we can't just build. Well, we just got to hope the big one never comes. (laughs) Right, (laughs) in California, in California, the entire state's a fault, and we're fine. We're totally fine as long as it never. Yeah, the building you're talking about is the Millennium Tower, which has Mm -hmm. sunk of almost a full foot and a half now. And is leaning 14 inches towards the neighboring high rise. <laughs> you can visibly see it, which yeah. you normally can't see any sort of leaning, but you can visually see this. It looks like it, the leaning tower. Yeah, and they tried to hide horrible. it for years. I guess it's. How do you hide it? Uh, it was well, 60 they, minutes. I know I brought it up like it, last year. It is. Year, uh, but, with yeah. the naked eye, it's kind of hard to notice. Um, <clears throat> I mean, once somebody tells you and you look at it, you can kind of notice it, but you probably wouldn't have noticed it out of the corner they're of your putting, eye. They're putting sandbags yeah. so, to the opposite. Oh, no, what uh, I meant by that is like the city knew before 2006 yes. that it had this problem, but they wouldn't release it publicly, but like somehow under Freedom of Information. Freedom of Information, yeah. 60 Minutes did an article. They had people who, who were not able to sell their apartments or condos. Literally, one guy noticed he dropped... Uh, he dropped a, a ball on the ground, yeah. and it rolled all the way to the window. And he was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> wow. So right now, yeah. uh, to be in code in California, uh, the building, mu- the structure must be engineered to have a ninety percent chance of avoiding a total collapse. Lucia Jones, a former leader of Natural Hazards, says that means ten percent of buildings are going to collapse. Oh, I don't understand why that's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Um, and the guy who, like, the actual Richter, the guy who designed the Richter scale, Andy? was saying uh, that they, none of these buildings should be should be built. <laughs> well, so it'll be interesting. I don't know who's. And gonna, we were talking about like because somebody move asked, into them, and how much is it going to cost? Well, exactly, and it's like really hard to get new housing in anywhere in California, let alone in San Francisco. So we were asking, well, how expensive really is it? So we we went to apartments.com to see how much a studio would be, and it started in San at, Francisco. You know, the average price was like thirty five hundred for a studio. Right. Like, all right, well, let's let's sort by lowest price. Let's see if we can do better. <laughs> so we got one here, guys, seven hundred fifty. Seven fifty. Seven fifty. Hey. Not bad. All right. That's a good deal. Uh, then you, you you read the small print. Shared double bunk bed. <laughs> shared shower, shared fridge, shared microwave, toilet. <laughs> Sink is inside the bedroom. <laughs> Does it really say that? Yes. Oh my please god. Note, please note, please is in caps. The room is shared with another male tenant. This listing is strictly for the upper bunk. <laughs> oh boy. I cannot bunk. imagine at age forty going. Oh, you know what? I'm willing to. I'm willing to take the upper bunk. Oh my god! So there were seven fifty too. Oh yeah. So there's actually a new hotel opening in Chicago that is like a hostel style, okay. where they have bunk beds and you can get rooms for like fifty dollars a night. But it's like high end hotel what? with just shared. I mean, you can buy jackasses for, inside. Exactly. <laughs> But it's booked. I mean, it hasn't opened yet, but it's booked for the night next like six months. Really? No one wow. can stay in it. Kinda it's trying to hipster. uh, attract hipsters and yeah. millennials and travelers. The um, well, there is a hotel shortage in downtown Chicago. Right. So um, not as big as the parking shortage, but yeah. <laughs> but supposedly, um, yeah, there's there is a hotel shortage in Chicago still. Um, it's one of the reasons why we didn't get Olympics, why we haven't gotten World Cups, why you know things just aren't uh, coming I don't think that's the reason. I think it's well, bribes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> kickbacks. One of the reasons, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so just a little thing. It kind of struck me as odd when you said that... Um, Richter? Richter said that the buildings are unsafe. He died in 1985. He came back from the grave. Right. Oh, no, no, he recommended, before he died, he recommended oh. that nothing in California be bu- built over 20 stories. Ah. He's, he's haunting these people in these buildings. <laughs> Dumbass. Dumbass. Yeah. Just like everything else, just a matter of time until... I think, the, I mean, the last big one in uh, San Francisco was, what, like a 88 or something like that? Yeah, it was the World Series earthquake. It was, uh, yeah, Oakland Giants was playing. Oh, oh yeah. Oakland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of safety and ignoring safety, somebody posted something about uh, um, Tesla and its factory. Oh, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Uh, who shared that one? I did. Was that you again? I, I, okay. I read this last night. It was kind of crazy. So apparently their factory, which you wouldn't think for this modern <laughs> factory, right, of this guy who you know is launching rockets and everything, has one of the highest injury rates in America for its workers. And the reason is none of the uh, sort of cargo ways were forklifts and everything. They're not allowed to be painted yellow for caution because Elon Musk doesn't like the color yellow. <laughs> well, okay. also, he does not like beeping sounds. So the forklifts, they've disabled the beep, beep oh, no when way. it's going backwards. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> well, where's that coming from? That sounds that sounds like sound an accurate oh, to me. Onion area. It's like a Gavin yeah. Belson. I, I mean, this, yeah. is, this sounds like Silicon Valley. Would it right make cast yeah. against Silicon Valley? <laughs> I hope it's true. I, I mean, that's I gotta be. True. Well, yeah. this is Reveal News, which is like this investigative reporting website. So, wh- wh- and I did say I don't know if it's true. <laughs> okay. but, yeah. Um, I guess when you're that rich, you can do whatever you want. I mean, well, you can, and, and in Trump America, you know, these regulations are just stifling creativity. Well, yeah, that's right. exactly. <laughs> Yellow is a dampening color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will be less creative. Elon no mustard. Not, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like how it was it was told to. It wasn't like you know it's Elon doesn't like you know yeah. it's like you have a handler explaining to everyone. Mr. Musk does, does like. not like That's yellow. Right. And it could also be that they really just don't want to spend the money on it, and they use. And this article does say this, like the the pe- so a lot of people have resigned. And, I mean, it is interviewing people that claim they resigned over this, and they. The one safety expert that resigned did say, like, I don't honestly know if Mr. Musk really doesn't like the color yellow (laughs) or if they don't want to spend the money and the guys below him are using... Like he, him as this mysterious villain. But they, right. they 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 all come in yellow. That's the default color. Painting them anything but yellow would exactly. cost yeah. more money mm-hmm. than to just have them fucking yellow. Yep, that's a good point. <laughs> they describe the factory floor as chaotic too, in that everybody's running around mm-hmm. doing shit, and they just they're all happy, healthy, and busy. Is the way it's described. So this is <laughs> in a resignation letter, uh, head of safety. Uh, I, f- I don't know her first name, but uh, Miss White recounted the time she told her boss, Seth Woody, this plant's layout is extremely dangerous to pedestrians. <clears throat> Woody, the head of the safety team, told her, well, we got a problem. Elon doesn't like signs. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like anything yellow. He hates caution tape. <laughs> now, it does sound like this guy's making this up. And he doesn't like to see safety shoes in the plants. <laughs> Oh my you know God. No steel toes. I want, steel toes. I want flip flops. I mean, that does sound like this Woody guy is just a cheap asshole. <laughs> and he's saying his yeah. boss is basically like this Howard Hughes crazy person. Honey, I'm sorry I said with your sister. Ian doesn't like monogamy. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's not my fault. We got a problem. <laughs> the man is demanding. This is yeah. why we need to bring all of our jobs back to the U.S. T- yeah. take, uh, take a look at the uh, photo of the hand. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It, it looks fake. It, it, it's photoshopped. Yeah, yeah it, totally. it's photoshopped. Right, it, so there's there's a... no scar. It, I don't think this is real. <clears throat> well, we'll find out. I'm sure they'll respond to it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because, I mean, there's no way you can you can have something as big as this scar and as big as this sort of cut and no scar on your hand. Like, this is fake. <clears throat> Speaking well, of fake. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. I had, um, I saw, uh, did you guys see that Obama Jordan Peele fake video that that I shared. Oh yeah, I did see it. Yeah, it, I thought it was pretty interesting. Basically, um, it's it's a video that starts out with Barack Obama talking about you know the internet and what you can trust on the internet, and then essentially it just slides over and and there's um, Jordan Peele um, who <coughs> did uh, Get Out the movie and had uh, Key and Peele on Comedy Central sitting there saying all the words and Obama's mouth is moving just like Jordan Peele's. It's basically using that deep fake technology. Um, and it's basically like, you can't trust anything on the internet. And, you know, Jordan Peele sounds like he did Obama on the show. Um, but I just thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting. It just came out basically like, can't you do that with the iPhone X now? You, yeah. So pretty much you can do this on your phone, which we've talked about before in the past. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I thought this one came out and 
done by somebody who may actually get some traction because I've seen some people posting it, so I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, but you can tell it's fake. Yeah, the voice I, is I mean, off. The voice is off good. a little bit. It's pretty yeah, good. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. the voice is off, and you can see that it's a 3D You really render. have to look at it, though. I, I mean, imagine a life where you have to look at everything that closely. I don't right, trust anything, it. Sean. <laughs> like, when I wake up and my girlfriend tells me good morning, I look at her and I say, is it? Who are you? Is it? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> did, did I sleep with you last night? Score. <laughs> Was I good? Well, I mean, we've talked about that. Everything's going to have to have some sort of stamp, like Facebook is now doing with the, here's the little information about this article thing of who, you know, the Washington Post is or where this came from. And it's going to have to have some sort of stamp of authenticity now trust mm, nothing so, yeah exactly that's kind of yeah um uh well what was the uh we had we had a, a robot uh running for uh a mayor yeah oh, gavin Tokyo, is it gavin uh oh, how yeah. is uh it doing in the polls <laughs> can i come clean and say i did not read the article no <laughs> just well, we'll it's in, it it's in Japanese, so it'd be kind of hard. No, I'm. Uh... It's in binary. <laughs> All his campaign literature is in binary. <laughs> that's how they. That's how they get you. Um, so it's pledging fair opportunities for all. Uh, let's yeah. See if we can get any. Death to all humans. Fair, fair <laughs> opportunities to all. Oh, it, it's not. Is Fairness it not? And change. No, it is Tokyo. Yeah, it's running for the mayor of Tokyo. Fair and balanced opportunities. So is this like that other country that does that allows everybody to just kind of step forward and run for office, and they got like Darth Vader and like the (laughs) yeah? I think you do have to get in the ballot because it said it was elected to run, so it it must have passed the first round of um, like filtering. (laughs) And um, robot is spearheading the, the bid to become the first artificial intelligent mayor. It promises to analyze petitions put forward for to the council. Statistically oh. breaking down the positives and negatives. Technically, <laughs> it won't be the mayor, though, it says. Citizens would not, however, vote for <clears throat> AI mayor, as robots cannot technically run for office. They will instead vote for the human, Michitoa Matsudua, who has the idea. Mr. Mm. Matsudua said, oh. Tama New Town has the most advanced city in Japan, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, Got they're, they're going to vote for the, the guy behind. So the, the robot idea. will be his chief of staff, then, Yes, right? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Now I know uh, how we stumbled onto this article. At the bottom it says, want to read more? Sex robots should have human rights to prevent sexually abuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Gavin's it, busted. Okay. It all makes now sense I now. I see the trail of where we... I'm just impressed that, that Japan already had a statute banning robots from running for office. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is already against the rules for them. Godzilla. They, nope. they, they've been having sex with ro- robots for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just new to us. We do not want them to get voting, uh, voting rights. <laughs> Oh man. Um, speaking of uh, Japan and uh, robots, there was an article about Japan uh, uncovering one of the most rarest elements on the planet and having like the like an unlimited supply of it. Anybody read that article that I? No, I remember shared? you telling us a little bit about it, but yeah, I don't. So it was what, what is the element that is that rare? Um, so I, it's based on a titanium. It was it was a compound, not an element. Right? Or uh, it's a uh, or is it? It's um, Japanese capital find an incredible wealth of rare earth elements uh, in yttrium, vital in nuclear okay. industry. The report has basically says that their um, yttrium-rich mud boasts an extensive potential because the enormous amount available and 
so I guess we use this in nuclear uh, things. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> uh, what they found, technical. this is actually kind of interesting. They called it nearly infinite. I guess the, the important element that Dion just mentioned, they found enough under current usage to last 780 years for the whole world. Yeah, they use so much of it in what they need it for. I guess it's it's yeah. also added to things like camera lenses to make them resistant to shock and heat. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the article I shared didn't get into all of the commercial. Or basically until we blow ourselves up yeah. in nuclear war because uh, we have so much of it. Now wow. we have so much of this. Well, maybe we can build shields maybe to survive it. Maybe what happens if you nuke that island and then... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like the, uh, the, the Death Star going into the... The middle of the core, just hit that, and the entire thing blows up. Yep. Well, deuterium, this is it. Um, anyway, so I thought that was interesting, um, that they, because they didn't have any other rare earth, they didn't have oil, they didn't have, you know, anything else, uh, but now they've got this, which is interesting, so. I thought that, like, every that place sounds on like, the earth. That sounds like propaganda to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> just I bit, did see this on The, on the number one exporter of so, uh, it, yttrium. It, it it sounds funny. Um, I did see it on Google uh, News, which is where it started. But when I when I tried to find an article with more information, um, only Sputnik News had more information. So perhaps <laughs> no, perhaps I did hear this on news as well. Okay, perhaps yeah, perhaps some fake news. Um, <laughs> I think they're just teasing us to invade them. Oh man, well we'll see. Uh, well, what else have we got here? Um. I had. Well, uh, I, I did like that what we were talking about earlier. Where so uh, former first lady Barbara Bush died, <laughs> which is uh, sad. So everyone, apparently, she just everyone said she was super nice. And uh, I, I always love stories where tweet gets away from somebody and you lose your job. Oh well, <laughs> you know, David Hell used to call this when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fresno State professor sparks controversy, gets fired off a tweet uh, for Barbara Bush. This is what uh, Wait, Fresno they fired her, or are they well, thinking about uh, it? I I don't know if she's actually been fired yet. Let, let, let's read the article. But uh, <laughs> this was her tweet. Uh, so it's Rhonda Jahar, who is a professor in the Department of English at Fresno State. Her tweet was quote Barbara Bush was a generous and smart and amazing racist, <laughs> who along with her husband raised a fucking war criminal. <laughs> wow. wow. Whoa. She went all the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of what you said, though. Yeah. Uh, About yeah. the Bushes. Yeah. I, well, I thought she was a nice lady, but you're like, no, but she is a part of that family. So. Wow. Yeah. She did nothing? Like, you know, our current uh, first lady is trying, her 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 platform was cyberbullying. She's going to you know, do away with that. And then Barbara Bush was literacy and AIDS, which she actually made an impact on. Yeah, but only for white kids. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, this is why we don't oh, talk politics. Man. Uh, <laughs> no, this is also... So I guess I she Repu would also... The Republicans from But what's doubly <laughs> bad is she would then get in an argument with, like, like people, trolls who... Well, I don't even know if you'd be a troll for saying I'm offended by that. <laughs> Here's one of her replies. Sweetie, I work as a tenured professor. I make 100K a year doing that. Oh I will boy. never be fired. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I will always have people wanting to hear what I have to say to them. Wow. Even you are one of them. Wow. Less than three. Oh, boy. Well, she she is right about not getting fired. Like well, if she, I don't know if she's she, going to test her limits now. No, if she has tenure, she's not getting fired. No, like, I'm not sure about that. I, I was talking to some people um, that work in administration 
um, like there were some sexual harassment accusations. Like, and then it's still a problem to fire them. Once a professor, because it's a pain in the ass to get tenure. Once you get tenure, it's unbelievable. You can be fired for misbehavior. They just they have to. There's like a court system yeah. where you have to prove it's true misbehavior. Yeah. So the goal of tenure, which is interesting, is that the professor is now supposed to be free to teach whatever he or she thinks is best for the students, and they can't be fired politically for like teaching crazy ideas and so on. But you can't you can't fire them for misbehavior. But yeah, it is a cumbersome process, and you really have to fuck up. I would I don't know if she'll be fired for this. I mean, I would definitely think you'd at least get disciplined. I mean, that's kind of inappropriate. No, that's horrible. We also talked about our, one of our favorite tweets from that PR exec while back. Uh, she was getting on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Her final last words before getting on an airplane. Going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. <laughs> Lance, <laughs> turns, no job. Turns off her yeah. phone. Turns off her phone and looks, you know, get Lance. And it's been retweeted like 3,000 times. Yeah. Yeah. She lost her job. I mean, imagine coming back online. You know, you're, you've been in airplane mode. You, you know how you you start getting that ding, ding, ding when you're pulling into the gate? You know, yeah. you turn your phone back on. You have like 8,000 missed calls, 4,000 mentions on Twitter, and you're like, yeah. oh, boy. Oh, boy, what, what I, happened? You've probably been drinking gin and tonics on the flight. You don't even remember. I was hacked. I was yeah, hacked. Exactly. Yeah, I always love that excuse. That's your best defense. We had, um, we had that... Uh, our uh, friend Rich posted that thing about um, how Airbus is going to have... Uh, you're gonna use the cargo hold for like bedrooms. Yeah. I, Wait, what's this now? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I saw that. <laughs> the yeah. Airbus beds will let passengers sleep in the cargo hold. Um, those actually look nice. It yeah, looked, it looked really. I mean, for a flight, it looked incredibly comfortable. You yeah, know, I, I've been bitching about this for years, and I my idea was even worse than this. I would have taken it just as a, like a blanket on a floor rather than a let airplane. Me lay down let me lay down anywhere and just leave me alone for eight hours and fuck <laughs> off. Well, yeah, I mean, considering what you get in San Francisco for seven fifty, you know, flight somewhere. <laughs> Just live on that. Airbus yeah. flights. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper. Um, Southwest. Oh well, Ooh. it's soon to be. Too, well, so there was a. Well, that was yesterday, right? The Southwest. Um, yeah, they uh, the preliminarily that, sa- suggesting it was uh, metal fatigue in the engine, and a piece of it b- blew off. Went through a window. A lady was partially sucked out of it. Yeah. Have you guys heard the uh, tra- the video or audio? Oh, oh yeah. The, the audio pilot? of the it's pilot. Yeah, she's uh, she's former uh, Air Force, I believe. And, yeah, she was uh, the first ever, one of the first females to fly FA-18s. And definitely, she comes across as extraordinarily impressive. The way she handled well, herself. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's, by the way, yeah. one of our passengers was sucked out. Uh, we're missing parts of our plane, and uh, we'd like a runway if that's possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Request paramedic. Are... Yeah, request paramedic. Uh, she was very calm, and supposedly the way she saved the plane because of all of the, the stress on the fuselage, the, the oxygen, everything that she did, if it had been done any other way, we're talking more fatalities. So yeah. the fact that it was just one person who... Was probably hit. I mean, I, they didn't get into the description of the actual injury. I think she got hit by a, that part that yeah, flew it, through the window. Because she was she right next to the, w- yeah. the window. So, um, well, not only do you get hit by a part, which might have killed you instantaneously. Yeah. In fact, maybe you I hope mean, that. Yeah, you're a, now you're sucked out the window. Yeah, which crazy. is like minus 50, which is 
They pretty, were 30,000 feet up. They had yeah. no oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. basically had to, had to descend down to 10,000 feet so they can be... And they did it in less than two and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's exactly. crazy. Well, uh, they, they said she was, like, up to her waist outside uh, the window. God, it's just so horrible. for extended period of time. So she probably either had Suffocated, hypothermia yeah, or suffocated yeah, yeah. when they pulled her back in. But it's and, like, the, and just the force of, I mean, going at 300 miles an hour... Oh yeah, and your yeah. Oh, yeah. torso yeah. being outside yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're talking about this on the train today. We're liking it to like, you know, when a fat dog tries to go through <laughs> like a doggy door. <laughs> That's a great dog. But it's like oh. those windows are tiny. How How'd could you die? My cocker spaniel does that all the time. Oh. <laughs> He's fine. Yeah. No, you're totally but, right. But though. like yeah. how how can a human like get outside the, I think the G force just sucks you in. It's oh. almost like a, have you ever seen the uh what's the one alien? Alien 4, nobody saw it, but that's how they killed the alien in Alien 4. Oh, yeah? They they, they shoot a, a hole in the fuselage when they're coming in on re-entry, and then they push the alien up against it, and through this pinhole, its entire body gets sucked out almost like sausage, you know? <laughs> so we're, we're, I'm we're pretty making a sausage. So I, I guess when they got her back in the plane, yeah. people were trying to push, like, jackets and things to Just, stop. Oh, yeah, to, like, But everything's getting sucked out. Oh, sure. So we're thinking this is a great like Samsonite ad, you yeah. know, just the, the Samsonite that, suitcase you know, will block the window. Or you need a it. super fat guy to put his ass up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, buddy, uh, flight plan, I got this yeah. one. Okay, hey. let me just hit my button. Tell that Detroit Tigers fan to get over here, <laughs> put his ass up against this. Yeah, we're going to hell. All right. No, so actually, I, I was kind of looking at this. So when we were flying back from Jamaica. Um, the opening, the emergency exit, it was like a whole shebang that they do. Like, oh, are you willing? Yeah. Yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. So the guy that was sitting with us next to the emergency exit, and I'm not trying to be a dick here, but he couldn't fit through the emergency exit. Like, that was the thing. Like, if he tried to leave, nobody was leaving. Like, th- that that's it. There, there's no way he was like... Mm-hmm. Like, that... that, that you should have petitioned seem- to have him removed. <laughs> you should do that on all flights. You should, you should, you should uh, physically vet. <laughs> Well, I was kind of trying to go the other way yeah. and make the, yeah, make, the really opening, make the opening make the opening bigger, but okay, we can go yeah. with that as well. Um, Pal, if you think me and my family <laughs> yeah. are going to be back there depending on your fat ass <laughs> to get the story, you got another thing coming. There's no way that inflatable slide is going to hold that yeah. guy. Well, well, everyone on this plane is going to do jumping jacks right now. <laughs> standing runs the exit. It, you know, it's it's really. Weird because last 60 Minutes had um, a huge special on Allegiant Air this past Sunday where it basically went into how horrible their safety uh, record has been over the past three years to the point where they're questioning what the hell's going on that you guys went from, you know, normal uh, uh, safety numbers to like every other plane has a problem. Yeah. And they have to report every time there's a problem, right? Sure. So they have to report delays, they have to report mechanical issues before, during, and after. And they had they, 60 minutes, like, it was one of the longer segments I'd ever watched, really. And I didn't get through the whole thing because it was too fucking long, to be honest. But they just kept marching all these people in front of the camera saying, here's my story, here's my story. And it was basically like, yeah, we spent two hours waiting for our engine, and then in the air, it just stopped. I mean, we landed fine, but, you know, no problems. But, you know, then we were delayed and, and all these other things. And they, they give you, like, well, here's here's a $100 credit towards your next flight. It's like, no fucking way. Your planes are death traps. There's no way we're going to fly. Um, so, you know, I watched part of that. And I was like, how could that even, how could that happen? How could they fly like that? How come we don't have regulations to prevent shit like this? 
<laughs> and then look what happens with... I mean, seriously, this was Sunday, you know, four or five days ago. And here we are, you know, with the Southwest basically saying that there was probably a tolerance issue on some mechanical piece in the engine that caused a problem. And those things, you know, you're supposed to check for safety. And, and here we are, not only four days later. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Allegiant, but... but uh, the, and they are they are disc, discount airline, but it, they've gone 51 years without a fatality. Well, their stock is still up too. Southwest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they were actually like, holy crap, I can't believe, you know, this happened to us. This is horrible. You know... I get it. It's still probably statistically, you know, to quote Superman, it's still the safest way to travel. Um, but um, that isn't the original Superman. I mean, it's also a fact, so you don't have to say it through him. But I do like that. Ladies and gentlemen, wouldn't it be great if as the engine, as they're deplaning, like if you were on that? To quote Superman, ladies and gentlemen, still the safest way to travel. travel. Percentage-wise, we are safer than driving. You tell that to like the... captain says that over the intercom, you're off that plane. Uh, Yeah, we know you have options, and we appreciate your service. Sir, I am sorry about your wife dying by being sucked out of a plane, but I do want to remind you that, and I'm quoting Superman here... It's still the safest way to travel. Also, I know she was smart and generous and amazing at being a racist. (laughs) So one other thing that, a funny quote we talked about yesterday in the room, and I talked about this morning, uh, like all over the news, they're talking about this one guy that when the plane was going down, his first thing he thought about was, I need to buy Wi-Fi so I can can Facebook stream this. And he did. Oh and he did. I know. Solaris, so that still works. But, like, if a plane's going down, I'm going for the minibar. Yeah. Or I'm going to find someone that wants to join the Mile High Club or something you like know, that. He, like, got, he cashed in and made a ton on that. What did he pay? Ten bucks for internet? And now he's probably got, like, a couple thousand dollars for that you video? imagine, like, I mean, hitting his, uh, his uh, flight attendant button? Um, I'm unable to connect to Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh... Would you say it doesn't recognize my CS code? Yeah, I know it's right. So. We are in a nosedive, sir. <laughs> um, would you mind re- resetting the the router um, so I can connect? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to see a picture oh, of this guy because I'm sure he's just like some tech nerd that. Oh my god! Oh, positive, yeah. Yeah, he's going down. He wants Wi-Fi. I can't stream Star Trek Discovery. What's going on? <laughs> um, the uh. The other shocker of the week was uh, the King of Kong is not the king. Oh, I love that. I actually just watched that documentary again uh, this week. Oh, that's a great documentary. Yeah, but you recommended it to me. How how did this happen? Uh, The King of Kong. Well, there's always been rumors that he cheated, that Mm -hmm. he used a special uh, modified arcade. I have uh, no idea what you guys are talking about. So this is uh, explain who he is. Great documentary called King of Kong, and it's about. A man, just this dad in the suburbs, who's always loved the original King Kong, trying to set the all-time score record oh. for Don- King Donkey Kong. Kong? Or yeah, Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah so Got Billy it. Mitchell is the King of Kong. And Billy right? Mitchell, this documentary is hilarious. You would, <laughs> what's so great about this documentary is the guy who has the all-time record, who's always been suspected of cheating, and they now found this is such an asshole. The movie is... He wears these He's loud of ties. Yeah. these American He's, ties. I'll show you guys. He, 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 yeah, he, he has like a hot wing. <laughs> Look at that hair. He yeah, looks like... He has, what's his oh, name yeah. from Silicon Valley, too? His oh, opening interview, he goes... <laughs> what's his name again? Billy Mitchell? Billy yeah, Mitchell, yeah, he goes, I'm Billy Mitchell, and this is what I always say. You know, if karma's a real thing, and you look at everything that I do is just gold, 
some asshole is out there getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the opening statement what? for this guy. Yeah. And he just like keeps becoming more and more of an asshole. Like the scenes are hilarious in it. And he's talking about like he's an Olympic athlete. He's like, you know, when you gotta when you wanna come at the best, you know, you yeah. gotta bring everything you got and he's talking about like the endurance and the you know, the skill it requires and, and this was like two thousand six, you know, before kind of the esports thing took off. So when esports was like Mostly just these old classic arcade guys from the 80s who were still kind of putting around. Um, yeah, it, but it's it's incredible. And so, like, even in the documentary itself, like, there were questions of whether or not he was, he was like, uh, sending in his scores correctly or... Um, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, but it, it's it's incredible. He's, he's got this assistant that helps him a lot. He's an asshole. To Brian Coon. Yeah. yeah. He goes, at one point he goes, and I I often point out to him that he's the person he is because of me. <laughs> like he says stuff like that. So wait, what, you know, what this is a great did, quote. This is a great quote. All so many years later. Oh yeah, that's kind of the. Well, the, basically, he had an emulation machine. He had a, yeah. a Mame arcade cabinet, and someone did this like technical breakdown of like literally frame by frame of like, hey, if it's rendered on real hardware, you know, this sequence of events should happen versus emulated stuff because obviously like the hardware. So they recorded him playing it, or his machine. Well, so he, he, he had recorded it these these oh, taped yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never was. been willing to do it in public right. on like um, a right. shared machine, unlike the other guy right. who is since like the eighties. So this is yeah, know, he's yeah. all all, and that's why like everyone suspected him of cheating. Like whenever there's been an opportunity to do it like in a normal situation, he refuses. Let me play. Let me see if some of these quotes will play here. So that's like it, doing so the Rubik's cube, just taking it apart and <laughs> yeah. putting it back together. Yeah, yeah. T- tearing the stickers off. Yeah. That's not going to work. Can't hear it. Yeah, you yeah. can't hear it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, he has a great. He compares himself to the abortion issue at one point, <laughs> yeah. and that Jesus. and that he's so controversial yeah. that you're either going to love him or hate him. You're either he gonna said, love he him said or you know, him. if you're for it, you're a son of a gun. If you're against <laughs> it, you're a son of a gun. <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> So I, I showed my girlfriend this documentary because the news came out and it reminded me of how, how good it was and she doesn't give a shit about technology or video games but she found it really enjoyable. So I, I think it's worth it. <laughs> this while. is my favorite quote where he goes, I guess they'd all like it if they'd lose. Or no, they, I guess they'd all like it if I lost. Huh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try losing sometime. <laughs> See if I like it. He's kind of Trumpian. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> say, he sounds like, Trump. yeah. Trump's head of cybersecurity resigned. Oh Wouldn't it be great if he was this Donkey Kong liar? His head of cybersecurity. <laughs> like, look, I'm a small business owner. You're, I'm into branding. You're into branding. I'm a liar. You're yeah. a liar. <laughs> He looks like a like someone oh, that you would hire. Lo- he oh, he looks like he God. belongs on Trump's cabinet oh, so badly. God. Totally. Yeah. Oh well, God, that would be great. <laughs> he's incredible. <clears throat> well, the upshot of this was that you know the, the kind of <clears throat> protagonist from the from the documentary, his he was now the first person officially recognized to get the, a million uh, point score in Donkey Kong. Oh, so he's kind of been vindicated after finally like, after really, all these years. Yeah, it was actually like it super sad because like his his wife was kind of like. Not being mean to him, but like being pretty honest, like in the documentary, like, like, listen, this is pretty much all he's got going on in his life right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's it was, a uh, loser. He's, he's had a lot of rough breaks. It's like she kept kind of hinting at it. It was kind of sad, but uh, yeah. So speaking of games, I, I brought this up a couple of times this week. Uh, there's this game that's like every kid in the United States is playing. Oh yeah. And I've I've been reading articles about it now that Fortnite. You know, Fortnite. Uh, that it's this game is like turning kids into zombies. Like they wake up in the middle of the night and go play it, and they have you know group get-togethers with their friends. They play it, 
and they just move around the neighborhood in zombie-like mode, just going house-to-house <laughs> playing this game. This so. is the uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds clone game, basically, right? Yeah, it's the, called uh, Fortnite. So. They have like, the death match, and the circle gets smaller and smaller. Has anyone else here played it, or any experience with it? Um, and this is a video game? Yeah. Yes. It's like a first-person shooter, Battle Royale. Everyone drops onto this this zone, and then there's like there's literally like a circle or these zones that get smaller and smaller and smaller until last you're man like, standing. Yeah, last man standing. Right. And, and it's played on this computer device. You can play it on. Anything, is it raster is or vector? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think it's it's achieved a, like a lot of popularity because like you know I don't know for whatever reason whatever however games become popular this one got popular with like like Drake was playing it on Twitch and stuff and so it's kind of hit the mainstream. It's a great first-person shooter. I like that it's... Uh, oh, and it's free. It's free. It's platform agnostic. It could be anywhere. You can play anything. it on anything, mobile or computer. I kind of... I liked that. Um, but, you know, John kind of asked me if I was into it, and I'm like, I don't want to get sucked into that with, with basically son, who's playing Because my son that. is yeah. nine years old, yeah. and he's yeah. been asking for it because yeah. a couple of the kids have it. Yeah. But a lot of the parents are like, oh, I'm not sure I want. Has he ever done, like, an MMO, like World of Warcraft or anything? No. That, so okay. he's done Battlefront. Battle this could be his first Battlefront one that really is, So he's like, he, really that's similar. his thing. He's like, Dad, Battlefront is more vicious than Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. It I'm is. Like, and this I'm is sure it is. cartoon-like, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, so, you know, if he's are. watching any sort of, like, Ninja Turtles or something, he's got the same level of violence as this game. Yeah. He's already been desensitized. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I, mean I, I would just be worried. Honestly, I would be worried about, like, the addictive MMO quality of, like, you know, kids get into WoW or, you know, this is whatever, a decade ago now. This is old. But uh, kids get into it and then, like, emerge like, two years later. Like, what did I do with my life? Yeah. And that's well, what, yeah, that's that's what it says it's turning kids into these days. It's yeah. like yeah. They, they ignore everything else in their lives. No, but, like, sure. play this there game. Is... Like, it's completely different now. I, I, I tried. I played... Uh, um, World of Warcraft back when it was unbelievably addictive. Like, uh-huh. So I was uh, the youngest guy playing it. You had like guys that would get off work, sit in front of their computer and play until like 4 or 5 a.m. and then just like take a shower, a sh- couple of Red Bulls and like back to work. Right. And then three days of that and then call in six so I can get a little bit of sleep and then, you know, rinse and repeat. Like <laughs> that, that was the thing. Now WoW is completely different. It's, it's, it's made more for kids. It's not as... Yeah. In, insane as it was, it's a well, lot simpler gotcha. to play. So what? 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 In my opinion, what? What the the gamer um, world has turned into is you got to log in every day, and if you log in every day, we'll reward you with daily challenges and certain things. So it's not even like just give us just give us five minutes a day and play play one match, and you'll get rewarded. <laughs> and what ends up happening is is just they they get this. I got to go play it today. I got to go play it today. And I mean, they're doing it in Call of Duty. They're doing it yeah. in Destiny. It's it's everywhere. If you if you log in and do a daily challenge, that's how you get rewarded. That's how you rank up. That's how you get the gun or the power or the thing that you want. And that's addictive because it's it's basically that you know all I got to do is this log in and play and and I'm there. So you can rank up quickly. So the daily challenges thing is kind of what gets a lot of people addicted to the gaming thing, in my opinion. Well, I've, um, I've and seen... that wasn't always around. It was, you know, if it was just a Halo match right. and you are playing, you didn't get rewarded for logging in every day. You're actually getting rewarded now just by logging in to some of these games. I've seen how bad he is with Roblox, which oh. is a kid's game. Hmm. Like, he literally gets out of bed and he's an addict. He goes right to his phone to start playing the game until we take <laughs> away from him, which he currently is on detox because <laughs> he's... Over oh, sneaking the phone? Oh, he's just, you know, yeah, he's, you know, yeah, our, he's turn- one of our kids went through a bad habit of doing that. Right. Then he eventually realized 
Well, it's actually lowering the overall amount of time I get on it because yeah, yeah. they take it away. So yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm still. We also yeah. one of our big things is we don't allow the power cords to be anywhere other than in the living room. Mm. Ah. So he's never allowed to take the power cord out. So that way, at least we know. Even if he does sneak it, <laughs> batteries suck the so battery bad. will die. So now we know where yeah, all the power true. is at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You never have power here. Right, yeah. right in the middle. Your kids have a stash of power cords in all of their closets right now. <laughs> um, you had mentioned that we don't have a, a cyber czar anymore, right? Is Security that, czar, yeah. yeah well, we hopefully we get one. Billy Mitchell going on it, but well, yeah, we don't. And if, uh, we, if we don't get somebody like Billy Mitchell, I read that um, the, the retaliation for what's going on uh, that we're doing in Syria and stuff like yeah. that. Britain is going to be a major Russian cyber attack. They they believe that that's how they're going to strike back. As, and, oh, really? And I, yeah. Well, they... It is weird. Russia loves to just do cyber attacks on everyone, and it's like they kind of get these sanctions, but I feel like they're like, well, we're already under sanctions, so fuck it. And it is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder what... Like, what's the long-term play here? Because I feel like you can't do this because every time they attack they go a step further than the last attack yeah and what's going to happen is this going to lead to like physical war like yep. re- like you know with weapons is it do you just try to debilitate them even more with do you try and cut them off the internet you like almost like you stop the pipes going into russia uh well, i don't know the reason so the article i read which was interesting the reason why i brought it up was britain said they would they would counter yeah in retaliation from a cyber attack with a cyber attack. I'm sure Russian and, infrastructure is probably so much easier to attack. Like and, I, I'm sure the yeah. Russian, like their equivalent of the CIA, I think it's like the KSRP or something like that. I'm There's sure a GRU like that, in the office. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's quite difficult to attack. <clears throat> but I, I'll bet you the Russian electrical grid. See, I, I a fuck of a lot more. I could see it both ways. I could see also being so shitty so that it's really hard. So antiquated, it's not even attack. online. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, it's still running on floppies. It's disconnected from the internet. Yeah. It's all switches. Yes. No fucking floppies. No connection of any kind. It's Bob, and you got to call Bob. There's, there's, so Bob he's cranking the wheel switch. all day <laughs> until you know if he stops cranking. Try to. I did hear that. Uh, that uh, Russian uh, subs are lurking around the east coast, the 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 main arteries of internet cables. Yeah. Oh, that's sure. funny. So sure, I don't, I don't really well, know what they would do though. Like if they, well, if you could really get a list, I mean TCP, most us. of it, a lot of it isn't encrypted. You know, I mean if you could get a listening. Oh yeah, well I don't think they're they're doing that. They're 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 ready to uh, cut a cable, cut, cut a it, cable. cut it, yeah, cut the mm. cable. And I can send them five million emails if you want me to. <laughs> that's, that's, I can shut let's down. Let's DOS Putin. Exactly. <laughs> we should try to uh, we could do a phishing attack on him. Yeah, and the reason why Theresa May jumped in with saying we wouldn't hesitate to retaliate with with a cyber attack, um, people are saying that uh, the Herald and, and a couple other news places are because I guess they didn't um, the UK didn't like that they went along with us in bombing Syria, but they wouldn't give a shit about a cyber attack. So like. Cyber attacks seem to be like fine. Go ahead, do cyber attacks as opposed to actually bombing people. So she'd get approval for that if she wanted to do that in a retaliation for something. That's and the I weird was like, thing. Is like right? Yeah. And it's it's well, like and like here in the states, it's like is is there going to be a time eventually when we need an authorization of military force for a cyber attack? Like, right. Because mm-hmm. it's not current. I feel like we need to, but it's I don't think you should distinguish things. between cyber and physical. I mean, to mm-hmm. me, cyber an is physical. Is an attack. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you just. I mean, we seem to be relatively good at scaling physical attacks. Like, we don't just fucking nuke everyone. 
True. You know, Hopefully. I mean, sometimes we attack people that didn't do anything to us, and that's another discussion. Except for that but, time we nuked someone. Um, <laughs> well, in that I would say was scaled based sure. on the war that was going on. But um, didn't we dust off the the uh, Moab last year? Just the mother because, of all bombs. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Trump wanted to. Yeah, he just needed the biggest, the baddest to be dropped on a on a, a cave in the middle of a desert. So he dusted that off. So we I mean, could do that again. Yeah, well, sure. Dust that baby off. Normally, of normally escalation is is under control, but yeah. <laughs> um. But it, that also worried me mm-hmm. that if we're just going to get into this whole cyber uh, war across countries and all over the place, what's going to leak out to the rest <clears> of us, and how is it going to influence us? And uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I man. just assume we're already at it, though. Like, isn't yeah? I, I assume this is raging full, you know, nonstop behind the scenes. I would be very surprised if it wasn't. No, no, no. It, it's not behind the scenes. It is just the fact that the you know the U.S. media would more likely talk about the Kardashians, <laughs> Trump, and whatnot. I mean, sure. like we're talking not gonna make front page news. Yeah, that you know, it's not, it's not hidden in any way. Yeah, I mean, we've unleashed so many viruses on the Middle East over the last ten years. Um, um, yeah. It's it's 2018. You like the Middle East has been going on until like the well, 80s, sure, the eighties. <laughs> so um, I just mean in terms of like cyber warfare, like that theater in particular, we've just been you know unleashing a new version every year, basically. Um, but anyway, so uh, my Wi-Fi is down, so that means yeah, the pod's it, over. Thanks, it everybody. Just, it, it just <laughs> went down. <laughs> go go to. Uh, it's gonna be an abrupt my, end. My one over there works. We knew the Ruskies would hit us hard. We didn't yeah, know right. We started talking about cyber attacks and they shut us down. I'm down. Do you need Wi-Fi to do the podcast? Um, no. no. Well, oh, okay. I, I thought you were saying that we're not <laughs> recording anymore. That, well, that's that's yeah. No, that's a remote system. Sorry, this is good. Yeah, we're not. But it doesn't go <laughs> immediately to the cloud. Okay. But um, as far as and it's just went to sleep, so that's fantastic. It's got an air gap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, John, any vendor scum for the... I do have one. So yeah? you guys, I posted in the channel that picture. So now vendors are getting creative with uh, with cute little pictures of kittens. Oh, boy. So this one uh, vendor sent our uh, friend in New York an uh, email that says, Hello, so-and-so. I'll be honest. I emailed you a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't get a reply. And I'm, well, I'll let my photo do the talking. This is me. <laughs> What's a, the photo? It has a picture of this really sad kitten. Oh, my That's God. hilarious. If you could hit reply, even if it's to tell me to politely go away, it would put, put a smile on my face. Fingers crossed. He May the odds be forever in your favor. He should reply with that photo of the kid flicking off a soccer fan. <laughs> Have you ever seen that one? It's kind of like a famous meme. Like, oh, yeah, the yeah. little boy with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, that's oh, it right yeah. there. That's good uh, stuff. Yeah, he should just reply with that. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, that's a good one. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it's just a meme battle. It's going to escalate. Just who has the better picture? Not even yeah. cyber, it's just meme. <laughs> so I thought that was a good one. That is hilarious. All right. Uh, so just to conclude on the on the beer tasting, we had the four Guinnesses there. Did you guys try each of them, and which one is your favorite? I, I like the two. I like the two hundred. Yeah, two hundred's good. Two hundred was your favorite. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys try the 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 Guinness that is what's served overseas and and we don't get here? That's the yellow label. That uh, is. I tried that. That was good. Um, okay. And then the you guys did you tried the one that that it has dark chocolate in it, but you didn't say it was sweet. It wasn't sweet to me. I, right. did, I didn't think it was too sweet. All either. right, I no, liked them all. All bad. right, so you got to we got to vote. Uh, whose uh, favorite was the two hundred? Oh, two hundred and Hutton. Yeah. All right. Uh, whose favorite was the overseas? Erdan. 
and the yellow one. No, you have to pick one of the. You have to pick one. What's well, so, up? All right, hundred one. Okay, okay. Uh, anybody like the the chocolate one? No, nobody liked the chocolate one. I thought no, I, I did. I liked every single one of them. But uh, your favorite was yeah. was two hundred, mm-hmm. and yeah, then well, my favorite one was the original. Yeah. Uh, you like the one that we one, get served here in America and overseas and everywhere else. But Ross is just yeah. a patriot. All right, so, right. He's American now. So good so. to know. Fucking um, foreigners. Yeah, and I was I was uh, uh, overseas two hundred, um, and then regular Guinness, and then uh, the the chocolate one, the second attempt. So, uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's a variety pack from Guinness. That's the beer of the week. Um, and we've been the Worldwide IT guys. Later. All right. Let's go lunch. Oh. So this was probably a podcast topic, but um, damn it, Ross. Damn it, Ross. No, no, we're done with the podcast. I'm not. No, sir, Martin. No, he's going to cut it. So <laughs> We could be one of the 200 companies that they own. They don't know which one. Well, okay. This is all done. <laughs> you don't want to save it for next week? No, no, no. It, it's <clears throat> just something I wanted to share with you guys. Or crap uh, in right here, um, uh, It's the... So basically, in 2005, um, a Swedish Gotland-class submarine that costs around $60 million during war games, managed to sink a Nimitz-class USS air carrier hmm. uh, that costs uh, 5.6, I think, billion dollars. Yeah, that's about right. Um, and it's accompanied by, you know, destroyers. It never goes alone. It's basically like the unsinkable ship. It's 6.2 billion dollar aircraft carrier, and that's just the aircraft carrier. There's a shit ton. Of aircraft and things on it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So this Gotland class submarine that again costs sixty million dollars. Sixty. Sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. It is basically steamed powered. <laughs> went in, Trump. scored multiple hits, and got out. So basically went in, sunk it, and, and and left. And I just thought that this was hilarious because it uses um, wait, what was the the Stirling engine to generate electricity which is basically a, a variation on the steam-powered engine that came from the 1800s. And it just went in, sunk the fucker, and went out. That's pretty cool. That Amazing. <coughs> $60 million. That's the price of two air, two airplanes on that fucking carrier. <laughs> it's got to be so fun to do those war games. That must be, like, the best part of their job. I, I guess. Anyway, the U.S. government actually leased the submarine from Sweden... Um, after that for a couple of years so they can figure out a way to... Oh, well, I mean, everything's going to be steam-powered now thanks to our current president, <laughs> right? So, I mean, that's... Love steam. Trump wants uh, yeah. steam-powered everything. So. Cold's a good way to make steam. So, wait, that was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all Loves those coal miners. <laughs> There's only, like, 200 fucking thousand coal miners in the entire nation or something like that. Like, 250,000. Anyway, I, I always liked learning in school that they, they had a submarine during the Revolutionary War, and that that was, like, so, groundbreaking, oh, yeah. sinking, sinking the British ships. So, I haven't actually... I thought that was awesome. I haven't read this particular article, uh, but here is an article that should explain... All right. ...what happened. Um, well, that's... Pretty check cool. along those lines. Have, you ever, have any of you ever heard about the Millennium Challenge in 2002 after September 11th with that that one Marine general that was like basically almost fired for destroying the Navy in a war game? No, it's 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 a hilarious. It it it's very much like corporate America too, where basically, and it shows that uh, like our military is designed for defense spending rather than 
basically what he does is like, well, I'm going to duplicate what a war in the Middle East would be like. And he had all his soldiers communicate over horses and written messages. And then they launched uh, hundreds of small crafts on suicide missions towards aircraft carriers. They won three times in a row. And then they made every time they restarted. And then eventually they said, you have to fight us modern. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then the u.s navy won it's no fair and then, they, like, went, they, then they went back to the president like we killed him dude yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got it we got it mission like, accomplished it's so uh, mission accomplished it's, it's really worrisome when you read about it yeah it i like that he says somewhere in here basically he's like oh and the this in real life would have resulted in twenty thousand deaths yeah so exactly. you know yeah, it's like basically sent a bunch of crafts on suicide mission, right at an aircraft carrier, and they like they don't have a way to defend themselves. Like they, they could get some of them with machine guns.